0: it's on me or not no hi everyone i'm carla and i'm iman and you're listening to screensaver a podcast about all things pop culture today's episode will be the first of a series of short episodes in which we'll be taking a look back at the past year to discuss and rank our favorite pop culture releases today we'll be discussing our favorite tv shows
1: Sounds great. Given that this was a pretty rough year, I think pop culture provided a lot of solace, so I'm excited about this one.
0: (laughs) Me too. How about we start out with some broad reflections? Sounds good. So, Iman, when we look back on 2016, where do you think things will stand in terms of the quality of television that came out?
1: I think looking back, it's a little hard for me to digest all of it in one fell swoop. There were some highs and lows, but I think overall, it was a year of quality TV. Movies were more or less disappointing, and I think this was one year where I felt like TVs definitely reigned supreme.
0: Oh, I definitely agree. And surprisingly, it was a great year for a lot of new television shows.
1: Yeah, that was refreshing.
0: Yeah, I mean, four out of our top five TV shows this year were brand new, which is insane. Yeah, that's
1: that's incredible. I mean, what about you? How do you think the state of TV this year compared to the state of TV in 2015?
0: I thought about this question a lot, actually. And I think last year... We still saw trace elements of what some people call the quote golden age of television. I mean, Mad Men was still on its final season. And we saw the continuation of shows like Breaking Bad through the creation of a spin off like show with Better Call Saul. Hmm. But this year, I think television took on entirely new levels of creative expression. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think it accomplished this through a series of attributes. So I think while TV usually presents its audiences with a sense of escapism, most of the shows on our list this year fearlessly tackled present-day issues head-on. I mean, they shed light on topics of race, corruption, and justice in a way that just left a lasting impression on me.
1: Yeah, rather than feeling like a passive thing that you just kind of use to unwind, it definitely elevated itself as a medium for expressing realness.
0: Exactly. And I think that was escalated by a lot of standout documentary series that came out this year as well. Uh, shows like O.J. Made in America, which was produced by ESPN, and Henry Louis Gates's recent Black America since MLK so, was out on PBS, too. So
1: good. I mean, I'm only two,
0: two parts into the four-part series, but it's blowing me away. This was a year with a lot of great mini-series and documentaries like that. This year, we also saw the rise of the 30-minute show.
1: A very belated return of the 30-minute show. I'm loving this.
0: Right, because a few years ago, any drama series had to be an hour long for it to be considered legitimate. And I think that's no longer the case, because three out of our top five shows this year are 30 minutes long.
1: Wow, I did not realize that, but that's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then also, just speaking generally, I think... When we look back on 2016, we're gonna agree that it was a pretty great year for FX because two out of our top three shows this year were were FX shows. What? Yeah, we'll get to it.
1: (laughs) All right. So what? uh, Before we do get into it and start off with our top five shows, do we want to go over maybe some honorable mentions?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, there were so many great shows this year. We only picked five, so really good shows didn't make it on our list. So we have to show them some love. Yeah. Uh, For me, I think uh, I have to give a quick shout out to Better Call Saul because I did think it had a pretty great second season. The pace definitely slowed down for season two of this show, and being that it also aired at the beginning of the year, I think it unfortunately didn't leave as lasting of an impression on me as a lot of other shows on our top five list, but it definitely was a solid second season. Yeah, you think of the character development with characters like Chuck or even Jimmy. I mean,
1: it was just it was a solid season. It wasn't a sophomore slump, but it also wasn't redefining.
0: Right. And I think I'd also have to give an honorable mention to Game of Thrones this year because the intensity just magnified to extreme levels this year, and it did create a lot of moments of cultural excitement. I mean, thinking back, It was a big deal for people to find out whether Jon Snow was actually dead Mm, or what the deal was with Melisandre and her necklace. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, I think it was a pretty spectacular season. And if we were doing a list of our favorite TV episodes of the year, I think the Battle of the Bastards would definitely make my top five list. Yeah. What about you? What were some of your honorable mentions?
1: Apart from Bitter Call Saul, which I definitely agree with, Game of Thrones less so for me. I think I was just really distracted at that point in the year, though Battle of Bastards was an incredible episode. Mm -hmm. I'm going to resurrect a show that I had in my last year's honorable mentions, or maybe in one of my top five. I don't know. This is the only show that I watched week to week, rushed to my Apple TV to watch every week. (laughs) While folding laundry, doing whatever, it was my Sunday show, I'm talking about the Great British Bake Off, y'all. I love this show.
0: Not to be confused with the American one. No, forget the American (laughs) one. The American
1: one is trash. This one, Great British Bake Off, just perfect. It's like being wrapped in a warm blanket. I love this show so much.
0: I think this was a year that we needed Great British Bake Off, so I agree with you. And
1: I think I, I'm, real, I'm already excited for the next season because I think I'm going to need it even more after the year that 2016 was. <laughs> uh, a second quick shout out to another show that we've already talked about, uh, Luke Cage, which was probably one of the highlights of my Netflix releases, apart from one we'll talk about later.
0: Oh, I agree. That's a good one. Okay, so let's stop dilly-dallying around. Let's get into the top five. (laughs) Do you want to go five and then work our way up to the top?
1: Yes, we'll keep them in suspense.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, we have to start with a show that actually was on our list last year.
1: All right, hit me. Number five.
0: Number five for our top Shows of 2016 Blackish on ABC. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> for the second consecutive year, Blackish has to be on our top five list. It continues to be, at least for me, one of the funniest and most charming shows on television while at the same time covering issues of extreme social and cultural importance. I mean, it's amazing. Mhm. And I also have to say Tracy Ellis Ross's performance as Beau really stood out to me this year. I felt like this season we got to know her character a little better and the show definitely benefited from that. What about you? Totally agreed.
1: I did like that we got to see more of some characters, be it Ruby or even Junior. I like that he's coming into his own. It's almost as if with the passage of time, these characters are becoming less of caricatures. And I Mm -hmm. think with sitcoms, it tends to be the opposite. Where over time, they just become more of a punchline. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just overall, it's been such a solid sitcom. Some episodes were a little, like, not great. But overall, the format is still funny the characters are so fun to hang out with every week. This year we got David Diggs.
0: Yeah. Like
1: oh my gosh. <laughs> that was just so exciting. I mean it's 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 been a really good show. And I'm so, so curious to see what the show does in a post-Trump America because like you mentioned, this show does a really good job of not shying away from hard topics.
0: Definitely. Ooh, I'm really excited about about that, too. Yeah. All right, number four. Okay, moving along. Number four goes to Netflix's Stranger Things.
1: Yes. I felt a little weird putting this as number four because I loved this show so, so, so much and know that it would have been a number one for me at one point. But sorry, Stranger Things. Great television <laughs> came out this year. It's tough. It's tough out there. Uh, A lot of people loved Stranger Things when it came out this summer because of all the nostalgia that it induced, and afterwards I actually felt like people were somewhat dismissive because of that nostalgia, just saying, oh, it only worked if you loved the 80s or whatever. Really? Uh, I mean, I heard that from some people. I don't know if it was the dominant thing, but... I do think it's worth mentioning that I didn't catch any of the 80s references. I know a lot of people were excited about the synth, just stuff like that, the general (laughs) feel it had. I had zero nostalgia, but loved it regardless. And I'd say episode to episode, it was just so fun, so enjoyable. It had that binge-worthy quality of keeping you in suspense at the end of each episode and getting you so amped to watch the next without ever really sagging much in the middle of the episode, so...
0: Yeah, I think out of all the shows on our list, Stranger Things is the only one that's that's really binge-worthy.
1: Yes, definitely. And unlike some of the other shows on our list, it was also one of the more escapist shows. Right. So I think it came out at a perfect time where everyone just kind of needed... A A break. Needed a break. A fun show following fun kids. Um, Unraveling (laughs) mysteries.
0: Right. I mean, the cast of Stranger Things definitely stood out to me because it introduced us to a bunch of delightful new actors, predominantly those kids you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. And it also made Winona Ryder relevant again, and I'm all for that. Yeah. Another thing we were rewatching it recently with our cousin and I must say it lends itself well to rewatchability. Yeah, I watched it. I think
1: I think I might have watched it a second time a week after finishing it and it still held. I was still just as excited by everything.
0: Yeah, it's great. So we if you have ha- it.
1: if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. <laughs>
0: Okay, Iman, what about number three? Number
1: three. Number three is a kind of a twofer. Mm-hmm. It is American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, which was on FX. Oh, this is the FX one. Okay, that one. And also ESPN's O.J. Made in America.
0: Yes. These two... I mean, we're gonna group them together because of the subject matter, obviously, but I'm gonna talk about The People versus O.J. Simpson for a second. Okay. Because this was probably the series that surprised me the most because it was so different from all my expectations. When I first heard FX was making a TV show about the O.J. trial featuring a huge ensemble cast of A-list actors a whole bunch of red flags were going up in my head. I thought the story itself was tired and too recent to be revisited, and I thought it was going to be pretty exploitative, especially in terms of celebrity. I mean, if Robert Kardashian was a character and they were already talking about featuring actresses that played the younger Kardashian sisters, I I just thought, it was going to go into territory that I wasn't interested in. But I was so wrong. Instead, the subject matter was approached in a way that made it really culturally relevant in light of our current socio-political atmosphere. I mean, that itself was almost creepy. And then the case itself was told through multiple perspectives and by almost focusing an episode on each major figure involved in the case. This, to me, was absolutely genius because we got to see the trial through a different lens with each episode. And then finally, the level of attention to detail involved became almost immediately apparent when ESPN's five-part documentary miniseries coincidentally came out shortly after the FX show. So the great thing about the ESPN documentary was that it went even further into detail and it also provided more general background about the racial tensions that already existed in the U.S. at the time leading up to the trial that made it such a big deal. It was all just so incredibly fascinating and enlightening and, as I said before, really relevant and... It never felt to me like we were being oversaturated or just buried by all things OJ. Instead, I found myself craving more, which I wasn't anticipating at all.
1: Definitely agreed. I think although OJ is in the name of both these shows, it it really wasn't about OJ. It was about the moment that the trial existed in, and that was kind of a black hole in my own knowledge or awareness it's a name I had always heard of and I didn't really understand the whole scope Mm -hmm. and these two shows really helped me understand and appreciate the situations at hand it was enlightening like you said and yeah it felt good to revisit in the moment that it was
0: right okay let's move ahead to number two number two number two was hbo's the night of iman what do you think of this show Uh, i know we talked about it
1: night of (laughs) that was really loud (laughs) okay i mean pardon my groan the night of was one of this year's best TV experiences for me, hands down, because it was such a visceral experience. Watching it, I was groaning like that several times. <laughs> I was yelling. It was the first time I had stood up on my couch in reaction to a show since season two of Lost. Wow. Yeah, I was doing laps around my <laughs> uh, laps around my living room. It was crazy. Um Night Of is such a perfectly orchestrated show that there was never an off note. It was balancing several storylines at the same time in a seemingly uh, effortless manner. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And even if the plot lines got somewhat crazy, it was never off-putting to watch, even if it was really hard to watch.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So I had a billion really great conversations about the show after it initially came out talking about uh, social issues depicted in it, about justice system, even outside of the show, just it brought up all these really great think points or thinking Mm -hmm. points or points for conversation. I don't know. What I'm saying is that the testament of a good show to me is that it holds analytic weight. Yeah. And this, this
0: show went above and beyond. Right. I mean, to me, it gave us a textbook example of how to create the perfect crime mystery slash trial show. Mm. The central mystery kept us guessing throughout the eight episodes, and we as an audience would learn more about the case as the lawyers and detectives would discover new pieces of information. Also, it was just shot beautifully. Yeah. I I can't say enough good things about this show. It was only eight episodes long, too, which I think helped given the intensity yeah. of the subject matter. It felt
1: like a gourmet meal. Right. Albeit a grisly one.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Do we want to cap it off with our number one show of the year?
1: Yes, even though I admit
0: I haven't finished it. <laughs> it's okay, I'll I'll take, handle this. Take it away. <laughs> Number one has to go to FX's show, Atlanta. To me, Atlanta was simply just a perfect show that came off as being simultaneously effortless and meticulously designed. It's a show that immediately defined its own visual language as being really polished. Mm-hmm. It had its own narrative style, which was really loose. And then the tone was really unique as well, which was oscillating between being seductive or somber, depending on the scene. And all combined, these things just made Atlanta entirely unique and unlike anything we've seen before. Also, like a lot of the other shows we've been talking about today, Atlanta spoke to some of the most critical issues of our generation. Things like a struggling economy, gun violence, police brutality, and race relations. And it handled these topics in a way that was both fresh and poignant. And to top it all off, It did it with, I want to say, a light comedic undertone that also made it really easy to watch.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Something akin to Breaking Bad or some of our other favorite shows.
0: Right. I mean, it just made you wanting more.
1: Given that I'm agreeing about wanting more, I really can't justify why I haven't finished this show, but... (sighs) I really love everything that I've seen of it so far, and I do like knowing it's there. Um, It's a super exciting show. I love what it's talking about and the way that it's doing it. I do think that the format is interesting in that each show feels like a vignette on Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it almost resists being binged. Because it's a world that exists, and you're going in and checking in on it. It's not really this ongoing arc or a cliffhanger saga that demands you're addicted to it in the way that something like Stranger Things does. Right. And to me, that says that it's almost as much, or it is more of a piece of art than it is what people conventionally see as TV. And honestly, I haven't felt that respect for the artistry since Mad Men.
0: Wow, that's high praise. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It it's a piece of work that stands on its own, and it's so impressive given how it came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, hats off to Donald Glover. Hats off to Donald Glover, who's having an amazing year.
0: <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. Our favorite TV shows of the year were Blackish, Stranger Things, People vs. O.J., The Night of and Atlanta, which is a pretty undeniably great list. We're blessed. (laughs) Okay, so we want to keep this short, so that does it for this mini episode of Screensaver. Be sure to check in over the next few days as we release our top movies, top albums, and also debate the pivotal question, did anybody win the year? You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts you want to share with us on our top TV list, be sure to connect with us on Twitter at ScreensaverPod and like our Facebook page, Screensaver Podcast. And if you want to hear more detailed thoughts on any of the shows we discussed today, be sure to check out other episodes on iTunes. Alright, thanks for listening, guys. Bye! Bye!